1: Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you
0: listen to your favorite podcasts. It's time for final predictive mock drafts, so here's my best guess as to what's going to happen Thursday night today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
2: You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting, part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team. Every What's
0: day. better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Lockdown NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Lockdown Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Lockdown Dolphins, and we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Lockdown NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And of course, a big welcome to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much.
1: Joe, happy national. Kyle's microphone dies on the day before the draft day. To you.
0: <laughs>
1: What's this mock draft mock draft drop series that we are doing?
0: Let's just put this down as uh, just a one-time holiday, right? Not like in every year on the day before the draft, but just this one time.
1: That, that would be fine with me. Uh, I am in the process of researching where I can go right now to go buy a microphone as compared to, because like we have to do mine today too. And so I am really not trying to do mine on AirPods too. So we're probably going to finish this and then I'm probably going to see where I can go and buzz out and pick up a Blue Yeti microphone. Or maybe a different kind of microphone. Who knows? But uh, your your mock draft's done.
0: Yeah. So listen, if you don't want to know exactly what's going to happen Thursday night, you may want to stop listening right here because I'm about to spoil the whole thing. Yeah. Right. I don't feel great about it, but this is my best guess as to how I think things will unfold. And Kyle had a nice tease there later on today. You're going to get Kyle Krabs' final 2023 predictive mock draft. So not your only episode coming today. That's coming later this afternoon. So make sure that you are. Uh, dialed into that and then of course be ready to come back and see us during the draft we're doing a live broadcast starting 7 30 p.m eastern time on thursday we'll be here the whole way with you on thursday night all of friday night and then after each round on saturday we're going to pop in and so tons of coverage coming on the lockdown nfl scouting youtube channel make sure that you hit subscribe we're going to have all the other uh, local hosts as well to really cover this conversation from every angle, so make sure you don't miss it. Come join us for the actual draft as well. So without further so, ado.
1: Yeah, it's, it's time to go, huh?
0: Here it is. This is my uh, my best guess as to what's going to happen here, and, and Kyle hasn't seen this yet himself, so he's going to get this uh, for the first time just like you are here, so uh, let's do it. We'll start with the top 10 picks here at number one, Carolina Panthers. I have them selecting Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. I think that's pretty okay. chalky at this point. And then things get interesting. At number two, I have the Houston Texans sticking and picking edge rusher with Tyree Wilson. Mm. Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. I feel like that's the toolsy play. We saw this a little bit last year where the NFL went with Trayvon Walker over Aiden Hutchinson. Maybe it happens again. Tyree Wilson over Will Anderson. I think Tyree Wilson such a natural fit. As that left defensive end and D'Amico Ryan's defense, and um, think about what Nick Bosa brought to him in San Francisco, I think he's going to want that type of player, and I feel I got a little bit of a feeling Houston is going to be able to wait and get the quarterback they want. So stay tuned for that uh, with what they do at pick 12. At number three, Arizona Cardinals, they're elated. They get Will Anderson, the edge rusher from Alabama, So Alabama players, two of the first three off the board, number four the Indianapolis Colts. I have them going to the quarterback. I have them picking Anthony Richardson out of Florida. There's a quote from Chris Ballard that really stands out to me that I can't shake. He says all the time how much he likes to draft unique football players. Can you think of a more unique football player than Anthony Richardson? We're talking about a quarterback? I think that's going to be his guy. I think that's going to be his guy. You will
1: not find a more unique quarterback than Anthony Richardson.
0: No, and I mean, so – I leaned into that number five Seattle Seahawks Jalen Carter Georgia defensive tackle I feel like that's that's the first spot that makes sense for him I know that not every team's going to have an appetite for him I think Seattle's that type of team that has shown us time and time again that they're willing to bring in players that maybe have some questions but have a lot of talent that's obviously the case with Jalen Carter Number six, the Detroit Lions, Devin Witherspoon, cornerback, Illinois. The first time I watched Devin Witherspoon play football, I thought to myself, Detroit Lion, they trade away Jeff Akuta. Here, Here he is. It just makes a lot of sense to me. Number seven, the Las Vegas Raiders. This was the first pick where I really kind of stressed over it because I could see them going offensive tackle. I could see them going with a quarterback. I have Will Levis and CJ Stroud on the board. I have them going with a cornerback, Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. They got a lot of high-flying passing offenses in that AFC West and in the AFC in general, but Herbert twice a year. They've got um, Patrick Mahomes twice a year. They got whatever Sean Payton's going to cook up with Denver. I think they need to help their secondary. And number eight, Atlanta Falcons, Nolan Smith, the edge rusher from Georgia. I know they drafted Ebiketti and D'Angelo Malone last year, but I think this team is realizing that their sack production has just been awful and Nolan Smith, is a I think he's a souped up Hassan Reddick. I think he's a more bursty, bendy Hassan Reddick. That's a way better run defender, and so I love the prototype for them. And number nine, Chicago Bears, Paris Johnson, offensive tackle, Ohio State. Have them picking an offensive lineman there to round out their improvements for Justin Fields. And then at number ten, here comes the tomatoes, Kyle, Philadelphia Eagles, running back Bijan Robinson. He did it. What, do you, what, do you, what do you say he what he what he said yesterday? It. He said he wanted to play with Jalen Hurts. Love the relationships that he had in the building. I feel like I feel like the Philadelphia Eagles are either going to pick B. John Robinson at 10 or Jame- Jameer Gibbs with their second first-round pick. So there's my top ten.
1: So so you're, you're confident Howie Roseman's going running back in the first round after all?
0: Yeah, I do. I think it happens. Okay. Filing
1: away um, notes, observations for <laughs> the reactions that you get for what to expect when – if there is any overlap with my picks comes up, but I think the general consensus is, is built bar is probably top of the first round protein bar, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know me, Kyle, what did I do before we logged in here? I ate a built bar right here. We got the, uh, the cookie dough. Um, Built bars are awesome. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but maybe you don't want all the sugar and calories, you got to check out the best tasting protein bar on the planet. Built bar. These things are awesome. They're awesome because they taste so good and they're healthy for you. Uh, they taste so good because they're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they come in amazing flavors like churro and peanut butter brownie and cookies and cream and brownie batter puff. And they're crazy healthy for you. Low sugar, low calorie, high in protein. We all want a little more lean protein. Well, get yourself some Built Bars. They are fantastic. And look, you can go to Bilt.com, get yourself a box, use our promo code LOCKDOWN15, get 15% off your next order. But you can also go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and pick one up off the shelf.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: So, top 10 is done. Not chalk with my top 10, but there's some overlap with my top 10.
0: Especially at number one, I'm guessing.
1: Uh, Overlap? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to get cute and mess that one up despite whatever efforts the uh, Redditors of the internet try to influence with the betting odds. It was like a 3,400-odd swing yesterday or two days ago with some Redditor saying that Levis was telling people he was going to go number one overall.
0: Well, we know that was Dave Tepper's uh, original draft crush at quarterback, right? Yeah. During the fall, that was the big report. So if that happens, that guy gets to uh, spike the football. But right now, everyone's expectation is for it to be Bryce Young. All right, so here's where things – I don't know. I think it gets a little more interesting after the top 10. That's like at least from conducting the mock draft. I had the easiest time in the top 10. I had the more challenging situations here the rest of the way. So let's work through it. At number 11, the Tennessee Titans. C.J. Stroud, Ohio State. You know Mike Vrabel's going to go for the Buckeye, right? Want his, uh, his new quarterback to be C.J. Stroud. Obviously, I think they, they need that new direction. I think they wind up being very fortunate that the quarterbacks fall in this scenario, right? I only had two in the top 10, and the Titans are able to pick one right here at 11. Number 12, Houston Texans. They get Will Levis right here. I think this is mm. – uh, if they're going to pick him – like imagine if they're literally like honestly going to pick him at two, right, and then they don't and they get an edge rusher and 12. they get him at 12. And there's probably going to be a lot of if they if their picks are Tyree Wilson and, and Ty uh, Will Levis like I think they're going to get a lot of criticism. They'll get blasted. It They'll won't get blasted. Be from me. It will not be from me. I like that. Uh, number 13 the Green Bay Packers. What's fun to consider here is did they get pick 13 in that Aaron Rodgers trade just to like continue to stick it to the Jets or do they really want to jump the Patriots for a player? You know, I, I think that's kind of an interesting lens to look at it through. Uh, I have them going with Jackson Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver from Ohio State. Um, I could talk myself into a tight end here. I could talk myself into Brian Branch as well. Um, but I feel like in so many ways they want to stick it to Aaron Rodgers and drafting a receiver <laughs> with, with a top 15 pick uh, would be a nice way to uh, really signal that they've moved on. Uh, at number 14, I have the New England Patriots drafting Broderick Jones, offensive tackle from Georgia. I think they just have a big need there at really right or left tackle. I think they they can be interchangeable with Trenton Brown. They've certainly played him at both spots, but they need an answer, right? And and I think Broderick Jones can provide that. Number 15, New York Jets, Peter Skoransky, offensive lineman from Northwestern. I mean, this is a team that I think has shown some willingness to... Uh, draft offensive linemen that don't necessarily have ideal length. Um, And so whether they want to play him at guard or tackle, I think they'll find a spot for him, obviously. But um, I wound up going with Jones and Johnson for the offensive line destinations before him with Skaransky sliding here. And I think uh, the versatility here will be really attractive for the Jets. Number 16, the Washington Commanders, Deontay Banks, cornerback from Maryland. Uh, He doesn't have to go far to play his college football. I think about what this means for their defense and what they could potentially do with Fuller and playing him more in the slot. Banks is a great tackler. We know Ron Rivera likes tackling from corners. Number 17, the Steelers, Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. We've seen... It's too easy, right? Yeah, look, and the Steelers do this. They drafted all the Watts, right? They got all the Haywards. Uh, You could see them as a team that really values the legacy component, and plus, I wouldn't want to piss off Joey Porter Sr., so you got to pick him, right? (laughs) Uh, number 18, the Detroit lions have them picking Lucas Van Ness, the edge rusher from Iowa. Um, I think that allows them to be more versatile with Kaminsky and Pascal and, uh, give them their bookend edge rushers for years to come with him and Hutchinson number 19, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Anton Harrison, Oklahoma offensive tackle. They have a huge hole at tackle, even though they signed Matt Filer. I think Matt Filer can maybe be an interior player for them. Anton Harrison as the left tackle uh, with Tristan Wirfs, and you feel like they're kind of rebuilding this offensive line a little bit. And rounding out the top 20, Seattle Seahawks. This is a pick that I actually kind of like, even though it's a little off the grid, which is probably a good idea if you gonna go off the grid to give them to Seattle. Joe Tippman, interior offensive lineman from Wisconsin. Um, we didn't get any testing numbers from Joe Tippman, but based on what Bruce Feldman reported in his freaks list, Tippman's a freaky guy. And they're into your offensive line is my biggest question mark with their team right now. And um I think especially at center, he can come in and probably be a day one starter, has a lot of range. And think about the pillars of that offensive line with uh you know, two tackles they drafted last year and cross and Lucas, and then Titman in, in the middle, you know, I feel like that's really coming together with, you know, Geno Smith as a quarterback and what Ken Walker provided for them at running back. So there you have it. The top twenty picks predictively in the books.
1: What um what player were you most surprised to see slot in the top twenty? Because top twenty is not a small deal, right? I mean, it's it's a big hurdle to be in there, and and you think about Deontay Banks and the rise that he had, or Joe Tipman that surprise pick at twenty. Anybody that you you kind of caught off guard with how early you were willing to slot them?
0: Probably Titman and Harrison. I mean, I have Harrison coming off the board before Darnell Wright, which I think a lot of people would be surprised by that.
1: Right. And so, yeah. um, did you give any consideration to write with one of the two AFC East tackle selections?
0: I did, but I, I like Jones and Skaransky better as prospects. I think they're better prospects and I think they're more clean, clean prospects as well. Where Darnold Wright, I think there's some fair questions to be asked there. And I, I think Broderick Jones and Peter Skaransky are much more clean evaluations. Do you have any trades coming? No, I didn't do any trades. Oh, you didn't
1: do the thing? Right, because that's the thing about doing a predictive mock, right? like, If you're going to play the game and you're kind of on the fence about a team, particularly early, you can always try to force a double dip by having them come back into the very tail end of the first round and try to project... Or if it's a matter of well, I need to make sure I I want this player to go in the first round. I will have somebody trade up to to, to draft that player instead of say hypothetically the Chiefs sticking at thirty one. I'll put Houston in there and have them go get another player that I think really could get into the first round that they would trade up for.
0: Yeah, I think that's an important thing to bring up. Is these final predictive mock drafts? We're using them for our entry into the Huddle Reports uh, contest where they grade mock draft accuracy and have done so for a number of years and part of what you're trying to do here is you get a point for every player that's picked in the first round right so if they just get if they're one of the first player first round players 31 players you you get one point if you get a match then it's two points right two additional points two additional points so three points so you play this game of well do you just want to try to get the right 31 players and when you start doing the trade backs in and moving around, you you you, you make it hard on the matches at, at times as well. So it you're you are being mindful of that component when you you do your final predictive mock draft.
1: Perfect score this year is a ninety three.
0: And we're hoping somehow, to score in the forties.
1: <laughs> somehow I don't think I think the winning score gets less than fifty percent of the possible maximum points in this year's class.
0: You said the perfect score is ninety three? Yeah. So, like, 45,
1: if that's a winning score, that's still less than half the points available. Wow.
0: Yeah. What Kyle's trying to say is it's a tough year to predict.
1: Yeah. And even right. the people who have done historically well, they're coming out and being like, yeah, I got no clue. Yeah, <laughs> so, you it, you take all the pieces that you, you hear, and then you try to apply some logic to it, and you just see how it shakes.
0: All right. So, speaking of hard to predict, the back portion of the draft is the hardest so we have that coming up and of course a little bit of a look at the players i didn't have going in the first round right after a quick break
2: if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast
1: Okay, Joseph, the 21st pick has been vacated, which means the 21st pick now belongs to the Baltimore Ravens, who were originally picking 22. For ease of convenience, because we're only counting 31 first-round picks, we'll call this pick 21.
0: Yeah, thank you, because that's what I have yeah. it in my notes. Correct. We don't We yeah. don't need me
1: needing to... No, yeah, sliding that's... everything up and down. That's, not, that's a not hard guess.
0: So with the 21st pick... Los Angeles Chargers have them getting some help for Justin Herbert in the form of tight end Dalton Kincaid. Um, I thought about a receiver here. I think they could play the waiting game at receiver. They can't play the waiting game for a receiving tight end like Dalton Kincaid, and we know how much Kellen Moore likes those tight ends. I think that's a really you nice – What the
1: Ravens? This is not the Ravens pick?
0: No, Ravens are 22, right?
1: Do I just have a flip-flop?
0: You may. My I hour. could have it wrong too, but <laughs> – If I'm wrong, here's the next pick. It's the Ravens 22. I have them going with, and here's this one's crazy. Running back Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. Um, My rationale here, I have have three things here. Three things here that made me make this pick. First of all, a lot of buzz about Gibbs going in the first round. So I had to find a spot. And with the Eagles going with Bijan, this is the next spot that made sense to me for Gibbs. Uh, Number two. The Ravens have had a lot of injuries at running back over the last several seasons. And it feels like that's really derailed their offense in so many ways. And so I think a new direction there is a great thing. And number three, it's like Alabama, right? The, the Ravens like to pick players from Alabama. So a high character guy, like another weapon for this offense, a little surprising, but that's what I'm rolling with. Number 23, the Minnesota Vikings have them going with defensive tackle, Mozzie Smith out of Michigan. I think they have a big hole at that nose tackle position for this gap control. Brian Flores defense that's coming over. Can't think of a better player to do that than Mozzie Smith. In fact, I don't think there's a lot of like super desirable uh, A-gap defenders in this class. So we're going to go with Mozzie Smith there. Number 24, here's a surprise, I guess. Jacksonville Jaguars have them going with Ade Baware, the defensive lineman from Northwestern. 280-something pounds, runs in the four-fours, long arms. Jacksonville likes to run a lot of different fronts with their defense. I think Trent Balky's going to like him a lot. So I have him going at 24. Number 25, the New York Giants. Osiris Torrance, the interior offensive lineman from Florida. Their interior offensive line needs some significant help. And um, Torrance, physical blocker. I think about Bobby Johnson and the type of offensive lineman that he's liked in the past. This is more his style. Um, they'll get more physical in the run game with Torrance as well. Pair him with Evan Neal on the right side, and they've got some building blocks to go with. Number 26, the Dallas Cowboys, Michael Mayer, tight end from Notre Dame. Um, Could have went a d- number of different directions here, but I don't know. I, I feel like that's an area of their team that's super upgradable, and they've helped their receiving core. Uh, So far this offseason for Dak, I think they need a tight end. So that's the direction there. Number 27, the Buffalo Bills have them picking wide receiver Zay Flowers out of Boston College. Um, I think he's their do-everything slot player. Um, Yards after catch has not been a thing for the Bills in a number of years. I think he helps with that route running. He'll certainly provide a boost um, in that category as well. Also, I think he's got the right DNA for a Bills type player. With uh, just um, getting a chance to be around him at the last two ACC media days, listening to the way that his head coach Jeff Halfley speaks about him, you know the stories that came from the Shrine. I think the Bills will be into all that type of stuff. Number twenty-eight, the Cincinnati Bengals, Kalijah Cansey, defensive tackle out of Pitt, is the pick there. Um, This was something that I wanted to do, and then. Albert Breer in his mock draft today talked about the Bengals wanting more interior pass rush. They get that in Kalijah Kansi. They're also a team that's been willing to go with size outliers um, in terms of arm length. Eric Steinbeck, uh, one of them recently, and, and uh, they drafted, If I'm, I can't remember the other player, um, but they, they've been willing. I, I said it the other day on the podcast, his name escapes me right now, but top 40 picks with size deficient arms.
1: Well, they did Jonah Williams too.
0: Did join, yeah, so they're willing to do it, um, so put them down for that. Number 29, the New Orleans Saints, Brian Brzee, defensive tackle from Clemson. I think they just need help on that D-line, um, and that's, to me, especially on the interior. I, I mean, they have they need help at defensive end too, but I, more help is needed on, on the inside. Brian Brzee's versatile, and if, if everything's right for him, he's a top-10 caliber talent And I think the Saints will pounce on that. And they haven't been nervous about some of the injury stuff. With you know, they're willing to to go down that route that route as well with prospects. So um, that made me feel good there. Number thirty, the Philadelphia Eagles, Miles Murphy, edge rusher from Clemson, feels like a Howie Roseman type player, right? I mean, in terms of position, the makeup of the player, um, obviously some coming needs at the position on the edge. You know, they want as many as possible. Uh, so I have them going with Miles Murphy. And then the last pick in the first round, 31, Kansas City Chiefs, Darnell Wright, offensive tackle from Tennessee. Wow, uh, Could be their right tackle. Yeah, uh, it's, that one worked out real well for them. Uh, they have a big need at tackle right now. They're going to want to play Jawan Taylor on the left side. Get the right tackle here in Darnell Wright.
1: Wright and Trey Smith playing next to each other. Yeah. You can move some bodies, huh?
0: You should be able to.
1: I'll, I'll run for five yards per carry behind those two in the run game. <laughs> I, I think I can get two. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how how crazy is it with all the talk about how bad the interior defensive line group was in the fall? I'm sitting here looking at it. We obviously have Jalen Carter, and you've got Mozzie Smith, Tommy Adebare, Kalijah Kansi, Brian Brissy. A very Maybe. healthy amount of interior defensive linemen for what six months ago everybody pounded as being just a terrible class.
0: Maybe I'm overrating these guys. I don't know, man. No,
1: I don't think <laughs> you are because a bunch of them are, are on mine too. So
0: <laughs> good. And I and I still like Keanu Benton a, a quite a bit. Um yeah. as the second round guy. So he
1: that, that'll be a player that comes off in the top fifty. I've heard Pittsburgh really likes him. I know um New Orleans, if they don't go per C and they go in a different direction, would make some sense for them with their need on the interior defensive line as well. And they got a pick at 40 or 40. So, yeah, some, some hurdles there.
0: I, I want to point out some of the players that didn't go. And, and I'm not saying it was easy to leave these off, and you're probably thinking about them as well. So I want to acknowledge some of these guys that didn't. I didn't have a spot for. Hendon Hooker, quarterback out of Tennessee. I don't have a spot for him. I think he'll probably go on day two for sure receivers right Jordan Addison Quentin Johnson those guys didn't go uh DeJuan Jones I think that's becoming a bit more of a Mm -hmm.
1: consensus expectation
0: yeah he could be a second round pick Will McDonald I don't know if that's much of a surprise Uh, I think he's a good second round pick maybe he could sneak into the back 10 picks um no linebackers at all so Campbell Sanders Simpson they all fall out no Brian Branch and no Emmanuel Forbes. And those are Keon kind of White. The, yeah, can they have a spot for Keon or White? He's going he to be there. He's going to be there at the draft. So, I mean, usually there's some type of uh, expectation that they're going to go on right. night one if they're there. So, um, you know, I'm, look, I, I probably made some mistakes along the way. But uh, when it's all said and done, that's what I put together predictably.
1: Seven, eight. I'm counting nine, 10, and I'll tell you what I'm counting in
0: just a second. Sure, it's differences oh, between yours. 12,
1: 13. We have 13 current common picks between the two mocks mine that I'm going to go over later today, and the one that you just did. But mine's not the final version yet. I'm going to take advantage of the driving to the store to buy a new microphone and driving back to just even further overthink this. But 13 out of 31, we currently overlap on.
0: Mm. Well, I guess if everyone wants to find out what it ends up being, you should come back into the feed, right? YouTube channel, podcast feed, wherever you want to join us. Come back and uh, see how Kyle... Stacks up the first round.
1: We're going to stack it later today so you can plan accordingly. Come on back and see us. I'm Kyle Krabs. He's Joe Marino. Special shout out to our everydayers who are plugged in with everything we do on a daily basis here on the Locked On Network because it is your team every day. As Joe said, you can find us on the YouTube channel or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe to the YouTube channel because we are live Thursday night, Friday night, and intermittently throughout the day on Saturday. We got a lot of great content coming for the 2023 NFL draft. We hope you plan accordingly. Thanks for checking out Joe's final predictive 2023 NFL mock draft.